No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Nebuchadnezzar has a second dream, but none of his wise men can interpret it. He tells the dream to Daniel, who interprets it, and advises the king. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Daniel chapter 4 on Simply the Bible. How far will God go to save one person? How long will he withhold his judgment from someone who deserves it? Well, Peter tells us the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. I am so thankful that God is so patient with us. Now, this truth is certainly illustrated in God's dealings with King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. We continue today in Daniel chapter 4. Nebuchadnezzar the king, to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked for me. How great are his signs, and how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. Now, in this proclamation that was sent throughout the Babylonian Empire, Nebuchadnezzar does not refer to Daniel's God, but to the Most High God who has worked signs and wonders for him. This speaks of a personal relationship. His greeting that peace would be multiplied to all peoples and that the kingdom of the Most High God is an everlasting kingdom and that his dominion is from generation to generation reads like a New Testament epistle. Clearly something dramatic has happened to Nebuchadnezzar. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid and the thoughts on my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Now, Nebuchadnezzar had been king for about 35 years at this point, and he had conquered Assyria, Egypt, Syria, Israel, Moab, and Ammon. He brought back the wealth of these nations, along with many captured slaves, whom he used to construct his great city projects. The walls of Babylon had a perimeter of 60 miles and were 300 feet high and 87 feet thick. There were a hundred brass gates and towers along the walls. The hanging gardens of Babylon are still considered to be one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Nebuchadnezzar's grand palace came to be known as the marvel of mankind. So Nebuchadnezzar was at rest in his palace from all of his conquering. No doubt he felt secure, but then he had a dream that terrified him. Therefore, I issued a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me that they might make known to me the interpretation of the dream. Then the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers came in, and I told them the dream, but they did not make known to me its interpretation." Now, back in chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar had his first dream, and he called for all the wise men and diviners on the government payroll to tell him what the dream meant. 
But none of these guys could do that. But at last, Daniel came before me. His name is Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God. In him is the spirit of the holy God. And I told the dream before him, saying, Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy God is in you and no secret troubles you, explain to me the visions of my dream that I have seen and its interpretation. Now we wonder why the king didn't just call Daniel to begin with. Perhaps he was away on the king's business. But through this, the Holy Spirit reminds us that the wisdom of the world is futile. Only God can give true understanding of the future. Nebuchadnezzar recognized that the spirit of the holy God was in Daniel. This stands in contrast to the pagan gods who were anything but holy. We may become so accustomed to God's holiness that we take it for granted, but he is completely unlike any God ever devised by man. Through years of faithful service, Daniel had now earned the respect of this idolatrous king. Nebuchadnezzar trusted Daniel to give him the right interpretation. These were the visions of my head. While on my bed, I was looking, and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong. Its height reached to the heavens, and it could be seen to the ends of all the earth. Its leaves were lovely, its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it. The birds of the heavens dwelt in its branches, and all flesh was fed from it. I saw in the visions of my head while on my bed, and there was a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven. He cried aloud and said thus, Chop down the tree and cut off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts get out from under it and the birds from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump and roots in the earth bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him graze with the beasts on the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast and let seven times pass over him. This decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, gives it to whomever he will, and sets over it the lowest of men. Verse 18, This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belteshazzar, declare its interpretation, since all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation, but you are able... For the spirit of the holy God is in you. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was astonished for a time, and his thoughts troubled him. The word that is translated astonished means to be greatly perplexed or stiffened in fright. Evidently, the dream and its interpretation so horrified Daniel that he didn't know what to say. So the king spoke and said, Belteshazzar, do not let the dream or its interpretation trouble you. Belteshazzar answered and said, My Lord, may the dream concern those who hate you and its interpretation concern your enemies. Nebuchadnezzar could see that something was wrong by the look on Daniel's face. So he told him not to let the dream or its interpretation trouble him. 
Clearly, Daniel had grown to love King Nebuchadnezzar. They were no doubt friends, but Daniel still addressed him as my Lord. He respected him. Daniel could wish that these events were for Nebuchadnezzar's enemies, but not for the king himself. And so Daniel continued, The tree that you saw, which grew and became strong, whose height reached to the heavens and who could be seen by all the earth, whose leaves were lovely and its fruit abundant, in which was food for all, under which the beasts of the field dwelt and in whose branches the birds of the heaven had their home. It is you, O king, who have grown and become strong, for your greatness has grown and reaches to the heavens and your dominion to the end of the earth. So the tree represented King Nebuchadnezzar. The Babylonian Empire, under his rule, was world-renowned. The beasts that found shelter and the birds that found places to build nests probably referred to the nations and peoples who took refuge in the king's rule. With God's help, Nebuchadnezzar had built a vast empire that was highly visible and powerful. And inasmuch as the king saw a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump and roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field, let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him graze with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord the king. A watcher, a holy one, comes down from heaven and says to chop down the tree. Now that's an interesting phrase. It gives the impression that angels are continually watching over the affairs of man. We know that angels are interested in God's interaction with humans. We also know that God dispatches them to minister to his people. But in this case, they were watching over Nebuchadnezzar to humble him because of his pride. The tree would be chopped down, but afterward, the stump and roots would be left in the ground and bound with a band of iron and bronze. This signified the fact that Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom would remain protected by God and preserved until the time came for Nebuchadnezzar to be restored to his former position. God had decreed this and was showing the king what he was about to do. They shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over you, till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. And inasmuch as they gave the command to leave the stump and roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be assured to you, after you come to know that heaven rules. Now, who are the they who would drive Nebuchadnezzar from men? They could be the angelic watchers, or they could be evil spirits who would take over Nebuchadnezzar's mind and drive him insane and away from society. We know that God does use Satan to accomplish his purposes. Nebuchadnezzar would graze like oxen for seven times. In comparing this with other scriptures, the seven times most likely refers to seven years. It would take this long before the king would fully understand that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to anyone he chooses. As it says in verse 17, God puts over it the least of men. But after this, 
God would restore Nebuchadnezzar to his former place. How great is the mercy of God. Now, as I look at the world today, I take comfort that the most high rules in the kingdom of men. The Judeo-Christian foundations of our society are in ruins as our culture slides deeper and deeper into immorality and idolatry. Our leaders are unable to solve the problems. The time is rapidly approaching when God will judge the world. But before he does, we have been commissioned to go and make disciples of every nation. Verse 27, Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. Daniel didn't want to see this tragedy happen to the king, so he gave him good advice. Often God has declared judgment on a person, city, or nation, and then relented when they humbled themselves and repented of their sins. Daniel believed that if Nebuchadnezzar would heed the warning and change his ways, then there was hope of avoiding this disaster. Pride is a deadly sin and chief among the things that God hates. King Nebuchadnezzar would learn the hard way, but God was patient enough with him to teach him. Nebuchadnezzar was an extreme man and God would use extreme means to get his attention. Don't wait for God to use extreme means to get your attention. Instead, humble yourself under his mighty hand so that he may lift you up. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast, and please leave us a review. It helps a lot. Tomorrow we see where Nebuchadnezzar boasts in his power and majesty and then hears a voice from heaven saying that his kingdom has departed. He spends the next seven years eating grass like oxen. We hope you join us as we continue teaching through the book of Daniel on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible